Hi all, welcome back to How to Win at GCSE Science with me, Mr. Booker. Today we're going to be exploring one of the most interesting chemical reactions in all of science, respiration. Respiration releases energy which is incredibly important for organisms, including humans. We need energy for lots of things in life, including chemical reactions to build large molecules from small ones, movement, as muscle contractions require energy, and to keep warm. You are made of approximately 37 trillion cells in your body, and each one respires constantly to release energy. You'll notice throughout this episode that we only use the terms release or transfer when it comes to energy. Just like in physics, we can never say that energy is made, created or produced. It's only ever transferred from one store to another. The main store involved in respiration is the chemical store that glucose provides. The first thing we must mention is that respiration and breathing are not the same thing. Breathing, or ventilation, refers to changes in pressure causing air to either be inhaled or exhaled. Respiration is a chemical reaction which releases energy. This is a really common misconception, so one more time, all together now, respiration and breathing are completely different things. All living things respire, including plants. Plants respire all the time, whereas they only photosynthesize when there is sufficient light energy to do so. Listen to the previous episode for more information about photosynthesis. Respiration is an exothermic process, meaning it transfers energy to the environment. This is in contrast to photosynthesis, which is an endothermic process, as it takes energy in from the surroundings, specifically light energy. You'll cover this in more detail in chemistry. There are two types of respiration you need to be aware of. Aerobic, meaning with oxygen, and anaerobic, meaning without oxygen. All types of respiration use glucose as a reactant. The equation for aerobic respiration is therefore glucose plus oxygen makes carbon dioxide plus water. The carbon dioxide produced can affect the pH in the body, which in turn could affect how well enzymes work, so the carbon dioxide is transported to the lungs where it is exhaled. Most of the reactions necessary for aerobic respiration happen in the mitochondria. It's a really efficient chemical reaction and it releases a relatively large amount of energy. The symbol equation for aerobic respiration is glucose, C6H12O6, plus oxygen, O2, makes carbon dioxide, CO2, plus water, H2O. You might have noticed at this point that the reaction for aerobic respiration is simply the equation for photosynthesis in reverse. We can therefore use the same easy trick to balance the equation. Simply put a number 6 in front of everything, other than glucose, and the equation is balanced. Anaerobic respiration occurs if you can't supply enough oxygen to your muscles quickly enough. This happens during strenuous exercise, or for me, when you're walking up the stairs. Anaerobic respiration doesn't release as much energy as aerobic respiration, however, and it produces lactic acid. The equation is really simple for anaerobic respiration. It's just glucose, then an arrow, then lactic acid. You don't need to know the symbol equation for this one. Lactic acid is pretty nasty stuff. It causes painful cramps in muscles. If you've ever had cramp, you'll know how much that sucks. Thankfully though, we can get rid of lactic acid from the body by reacting it with oxygen. This explains why your breathing rate stays high after you've stopped exercising, as you are getting oxygen into your body to convert the lactic acid to carbon dioxide and water, which can then be removed. We refer to the extra amount of oxygen needed to remove the lactic acid as an oxygen debt. Your body can also transport some lactic acid to the liver, where it can be converted back to glucose. Interestingly, sprinters will respire anaerobically when running over shorter distances, as they cannot get the oxygen to their muscles quickly enough for aerobic respiration to take place. 
This is why you will see sprinters holding their breath whilst running, but then they will have a higher rate of breathing after the race is over to repay their oxygen debt. The reaction for anaerobic respiration has different products when it happens in plants and yeast cells. The equation is glucose, then an arrow, ethanol plus carbon dioxide. Anaerobic respiration in yeast cells is called fermentation, and it's a vital process in the production of bread and alcoholic drinks. So there you have three equations to learn for respiration. Remember that every form of respiration begins with glucose and that aerobic involves oxygen from the air. When exercising, the body will make some changes to support an increased rate of respiration. These changes include an increase in breathing rate and breath volume to take in as much oxygen as possible and an increased heart rate to pump the oxygenated blood to the muscle tissue where it's needed. Be careful with this one as you won't get any marks for saying that breathing gets heavier. You must be specific with this and say an increased breathing rate and breath volume. Try pausing the podcast and going for a run around the house or doing a few push-ups. I'm sure no one will mind. You'll start to notice these changes happening in your body. You might have heard of the term metabolism before. Metabolism is the sum of all the reactions in a cell or in the body as a whole. There is a link to paper 2 here, as metabolism is regulated by the hormone thyroxine, which is released by the thyroid gland. There are loads of chemical reactions that happen all the time in your body. Some examples include number 1. Respiration Number 2. Converting glucose to glycogen or in plants, converting glucose to starch or cellulose Number 3. The formation of lipids from a molecule of glycerol and fatty acids Number 4. In plants, the use of glucose and nitrate ions to form amino acids which can then be used to build proteins And number 5. Breaking down excess proteins into urea which is then excreted as urine and sweat. Lots of these processes depend on the energy released by respiration. So hopefully this episode has left you feeling energized and ready to go. If you've made it this far, you've covered all the biology content from paper one, so you deserve a massive well done. Now on to paper two, I'll see you there. (laughs) 